is up, everybody? Hi, hello, how are ya? I'm your host, Katie K. Wara, and quarantine is starting to have a near insight, and man, oh man, have I learned so much during this time. My routine has changed so drastically, and it has been for the better. Shit, shower, and shave has taken a whole new meaning on my daily routine. So, but for reals, <laughs> it has been a really nice time for me to just focus on a few things at a time versus having a multitude of things. Before the virus occurred, I honestly felt like I was mentally and emotionally drained as I was working my other two jobs to help have supplemental income from the times when my business was just having a slower week. And not to mention having my own freaking business, like a boss babe that I am, but <laughs> we were also in the process of starting our journey for my husband and I uh, to do our adoption. And when you're doing that, you're having to fill out the 60 pages of paperwork and also trying to figure out the financials of it all. And y'all, that shit is not cheap, okay? It is outrageous. And so um, to help not have anyone's ears blown out, I would insert a loud pitch scream because, yeah, it is warranted. And the pressure of it all was just really starting to get to me. And the stresses that I was feeling was being shown and reflected towards my sweet pastoring husband. And what I started to realize is I needed to be able to set the time that I now had in order to reflect on my goals and to finish and potentially start on my bucket list. So one of the things that I was super eager to do was to watch the Star Wars series and I wanted to be able to nerd out with other Star Wars fans and try to understand it. And y'all, for Star Wars fans, I definitely didn't watch it starting with four, five, and six. I started it with the newer ones from episode one all the way to six. And... Yeah, I can understand why I needed to start it from four. But at the time, I didn't know and I didn't understand and I really didn't Google it. And I wish I would have started it the correct way. So sorry, but now I know. And it was interesting. It was very interesting. So I'll have to geek out with y'all at a later time. One of my other objectives that I wanted to do was to watch a full series of a Netflix special and continue with it and try to not get bored. So y'all, your girl found a, uh, found a series called Private Practice and y'all, this shit was wild. And it was crazy because I was able to relate to it from an infertility perspective and I just kept rocking and rolling literally about 400 hours of private practice was watched by moi in a matter of I think it was like two weeks so yeah I conquered that 
with flying freaking colors. And so after some much needed time and reflection to really start decompressing and start reflecting on my life, man, oh man, I feel so good, feel happier and less stressed. The Katie that I know truly loves to help people and even though that I can be a little shy at times, my true bubbly personality tends to shine through. Like how Anna Kendrick sings off of Trolls, I see your true colors shining through. Uh, ew. Do, remind me to never sing freaking again, okay? It's disgusting. But on a for real note, this is a perfect way for us to introduce today's episode as everyone has heard the hellish term in the wedding world. It's definitely a negative and for fuck's sake, it happens a lot more than what people think. And it's been happening a lot more recently. So I'm talking about the exhausting term of Bridezilla. So listen up as we enjoy the sweet little things. Researching the topic of Bridezilla, I came across many different variations of this godforsaken term. But to give you my absolute favorite from the extremely reputable Urban Dictionary, it says, and I quote, <coughs> one ridiculous spoiled bitch that thinks she is the center of the universe just because her wedding is 10 months from now that everyone else in the world has to drop everything and come running in this prima donna's mind to a marriage that will not last only more than a couple of years, dot, 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 if the groom is lucky. What? Yeah, okay, so this is a nightmare of a bride that family, friends, colleagues, and wedding vendors tend to cringe on. Sweetheart, if you are getting those I do not disturb or your calls are going straight to voicemail, yeah, you're probably a bride freaking zilla. Bitchin' of a bridezilla and knock it the fuck off with what you are doing and treat these people with some freaking respect, okay? So, in this nightmare, you will find that there are different types of zillas. So, <clears throat> the first one is harder to spot because this is the two-faced bridezilla where she seems so happy on the outside and just so cheerful. Her body and facial expressions seem like everything is good and she can't wait for the day to be happening. But on the inside, she is screaming and wants to put needles in your motherfucking eyeballs, okay? Second of all, this is the unrealistic bridezilla. Meaning in other words, she is wanting a champagne wedding on a beer budget. And we are talking about the beer that is not Coors Light 
or Miller Lite. This is the budget off-brand shit, okay? And what they had imagined their entire lives of having gobs of peonies tossed everywhere on all the centerpieces. They are wanting it for $400 on a ridiculous budget. And they're also wanting to hire high-end vendors on a $5,000 budget. And it's completely and utterly ridiculous. Third, we also have those brides that have the buyer's remorse. And this is a Zilla that really tends to suck. So this is where she has spent or they have spent too much money on other non-essential items for their wedding. So what tends to have happened for me is that I get a bride or a potential bride that wants me for my services. And even though they have a $20,000 venue, they have the peonies freaking everywhere that they definitely spent 10 grand. They have the most expensive champagne. They have their... Louboutin shoes that they are only going to wear for the ceremony. They have four different dresses that they're going to have for the entire day. Groom has two different tuxes that he's going to be changing into throughout the night. And you also have an entertainer performer that is coming out to play that is fucking Maroon 5. Yeah. And you anticipate to have somebody that's going to run all of that for 500 freaking dollars. What the hell? Dude, it's not, it's not okay for you to anticipate when you're hiring your other essential, let me rephrase again, essential vendors it's not okay for you to request for them to lower on their pricing just because you spent. Sweetie, if you wanted mama to come help you, you should have hired me at the beginning process of when you were doing all of your event planning. So that way I could have helped you on where you are needing to spend your money and breaking down your budget for your venue, for your DJ slash band, your catering, your flowers, knowing the most important stuff and knowing where your expectations needed to rely on. No matter what Zilla, it all still freaking sucks. And in all areas of my life, I do truly try to learn from every journey. So how does a happily engaged bride turn to a raging bitch of a Zilla in the most realistic, less sarcastic way? And I came down to the simple conclusion uh, the results lied on the lack of communication and adding more life-altering experiences that have a dramatic impact, such as 
the stupid freaking COVID-19 or a death in the family, job loss, the hard struggles of financials, or if you are having to homeschool your baby daddy's children, okay? It all sucks, and the pressures of it all seem like the world is closing in on you, and the pressure of having your dream wedding is the absolute ultimate goal. And the life of you being the bride is being surrounded by all of your loved ones. But how can we avoid from having the issue of a bridezilla happening for the brides and vendors? And there is literally three easy steps, as I tend to tell you and show you, okay? First of all, be understanding. Being understanding means to be a freaking human being. Show some empathy towards each other. For example, the wedding couple knew that as soon as they first laid eyes on each other, that they were going to say I do and have their happily freaking ever after. They have been planning their wedding heavily for over a year and a half. And all of a sudden, bam, the dream wedding that they had anticipated is now having to be mandatory to be shut down or go down to a 10-person guest count. And they can't have this beautiful, big, elaborate party to show the emphasis of starting a new chapter in life of being husband-wife husband, husband, wife, and wife, okay? It is completely gut-wrenching and heartbreaking, and they are being told that they have to change their date, and it's a date that means so much to them. Vendors, you have to be so understanding, and you have to understand that most of these couples are their first and only wedding. It is something that they have envisioned their entire lives. And if you need to, put yourself in their shoes. And if you haven't been married before, or you, or you just can't envision yourself getting married, first of all, I would question whether or not you're in the right industry. But... You have to be a person and you have to understand where these people are coming from. You do not need to put more stresses on them, such as tacking on some additional fees, such as a rebooking fee. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and create a small pause for you right now to have a more elaborate approach, okay? If you are a vendor that is doing this, go ahead, press that stop button, and go ahead and unsubscribe from me because I do not support this and we can no longer be friends. If you are adding a rebooking fee for the hell of it and trying to take advantage of your clients and trying to add on more 
to their stressful play of what money that they probably have lost from other vendors because they can't get them to reschedule because that date was already taken. You are a slime ball and that is disgusting. It's not like the couple decided that they have, that they can't work on that date and it was something that was to that could totally have been avoided. It was a government mandate for them to have to postpone their wedding. If you can't understand this, there is a really severe problem. Now, as the bride, okay, please be understanding for your vendors as they are going to do everything within their power to do what is feasible for them. Minus those slime balls, okay? So <laughs> even though you see them as playing a part of your happily ever after, they are also behind closed doors, a wife, a husband, father, mother, daughter, and son to so many. And they have to do what is best for their families and to protect their business and its employees. Don't become the bridezilla that drops them just because she doesn't want to pay for the expense any longer considering she just lost her dream date to her dream wedding. Okay, going into the second topic, communicate honestly. Brides, when you are communicating with your vendors, Make sure to be honest with your emotions and the actions that the vendors maybe have participated in. Don't sugarcoat it with some lame dick excuses. All excuses are like assholes. Everyone has got one and they freaking stink. So be direct if they are wanting to add more fees with questions and concerns. Be like, hey, yo, bro. What is this? What can we do to eliminate this? Okay. Third, set the correct expectations. And I will say this topic is primarily geared towards vendors. As this is an altering step that wedding professionals can control from having this downward spiral effect of a bridezilla. Vendors. When you are promoting your business and you are taking care of existing clients, don't try to oversell on services that you cannot provide. Meaning, if you are selling catering services and having and selling five-star quality food and the food tastes like white dog shit, then you're most likely going to have a really angry bridezilla and you are gonna be expecting a one-star freaking review. Or if the bride is requesting for you to provide services that you semi-understand but aren't, aren't the expert in, but they are anticipating on you being the expert in this action and it goes to shit, yeah, that is on you. For example, there are some florists out there that have participated on being a wedding planner slash coordinator 
and they sell these brides on the additional service of being a florist and a wedding planner slash coordinator and it's too much for them to handle and they can only do one job right and aren't able to fulfill the bride's needs or wishes because they have too much on their plate, that falls back on the wedding vendor. That does not have an effect based off of the bride. The bride has a reason to be pissed if you aren't doing all of the requests of what she had paid you for accurately because guess what, sweetheart? She's looking at you being the wedding professional that you are and expecting for everything to be taken care of. If you gave her a big pile of crap sales pitch the and the services that you are not comfortable with or actively trying to own in on that craft, it is going to slap you in the face. And the only person that is going to have the effect on is you. You were the problem in this situation. However, the bride, if they are trying to have you do something that is in more of a pushy attitude or you feel is having an unethical behavior, such as, hey, look, um, I just wanted to see if I could try to get this rental cost down of these glass gold beaded chargers to be from, I don't know, $5.25 to end up being like at $2 because I saw that these plastic ones were for $2. I need you to do this for me or I'm going to cut down on this cost. No, don't tell your vendors to and give them an ultimatum to tell your other vendors. It's not okay. Know that there is a reason why there is probably a higher cost because guess what? You said it. There's a difference between the material of glass and plastic. Okay, yeah. If the client tries to argue with you on their pushy attitude and you're not feeling comfortable with it, then go back to your contract. They cannot argue with you on your contract because they had signed it and you had already told them what you were willing to provide within their services. Three easy steps to control a parade of negative attitudes or actions to a day that is supposed to be blossoming and beautiful thoughts, and most importantly, having some love. Three easy steps, y'all, to adulting, to being a good vendor and a good bride. And for the love of Miss Dolly Parton, do not wear that scarlet letter of being a double B, a bitchin' bridezilla, because sweetheart, Everyone wants to help you make this day be so wonderful and let them be able to embrace you on the happiest days of your life. If you haven't already, 
please like and subscribe to my podcast. If you like today's episode, then please give me a five-star rating on all podcast platforms, and please tell me why you loved it so much. If you have another topic that you would like for me to talk about, please DM me, email me, and let me know what you want to hear. If you want some more behind the scenes, check out my social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at one fat dove. That's O-N-E-F-A-T-D-O-V-E. See you next time for another episode of the One Fat Dove podcast. Love you bushels, y'all.